Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 5. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. So salt is used to preserve. And if you didn't pack that meat and salt, it would grow bacteria and it would become bad. And in the same way, we as Christians ought to be preservers. Or we could go so far as to say savers of the earth because we represent the savior of the earth. Amen? And that's what we're supposed to be doing. See, our job is to be on the meat, if you will, not in the salt shaker. Salt in the salt shaker. Salt in the salt shaker is no good. Just in the salt shaker. You're salt, you're, you're a Christian in the world, and you're not getting on the meat, which is the world, and preserving. That's no good. It's no help. But you need to get out of the salt shaker, and get involved in the world and preserve the world. See, that's why all the Christians can't go work in the church. Everybody can't be on staff. Oh, how many people, I want to be on staff at the church. I'm not just here everywhere. I mean, I want to be on staff at the church. I want to go work in the church, work in the house of God. Be a full-time servant of the Lord. You, you know, if you can't be a full-time servant of the Lord working at IBM... You can't be a full-time servant of the Lord at church. Because being a full-time servant of the Lord just simply means I'm a Christian. And I'm just serving God and I'm preserving and doing what God has called me to do. So if everybody goes to work at the church, if everybody goes on staff at the church, or everybody retreats to the hills and become getting a monastery and a commune for Jesus, well, then who will be preservers? Who will make a difference? Who will tell people at work about Jesus? Who will tell people at school about Jesus? Who will run into that person at the supermarket and say, hey, how you doing? Well, you know, I'm not not doing well. Well, hey, let me tell you about someone who can help you do well. His name is Jesus. Would you like to know him? Yeah. Well, come on, let's step over here by the fruit. Let's, let's give our life, let's give your life to Christ right over here by the fruit. Then I'm going to tell you about the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, just look for creative ways to share the gospel. I'm always looking for creative ways to just share my faith. Any way I can. Anyway, at the gym, I'm on the treadmill. Guy looks over, man, I don't know why I do this. He's running, sweating hard, breathing hard. He looks over at me. I don't know why I do this. It's so much punishment and no pain, no gain, he said. I said, yeah, that's true. I'm running too. I'm sweating. 
I said, yeah, you're right. No pain, no gain. Do you know that Jesus died and had pain? Do you know that he gained salvation for us? And I was like, whoa. Okay. He pushed stop and just kind of walked away. Come back here, you brood of viper. No, just kidding. <laughs> you just got, I don't know, just, just be creative. But we, why? Because we're to preserve We're called to be preservers. What else does salt do if you're taking notes? Thirdly, salt produces thirst. Salt produces thirst. I mean, think about it. In your B.C. days, before Christ, you go to a nightclub. You know, I don't go to them, but I know what they do in them. And what what happens? What do they do? They put out those baskets with, with pretzels and peanuts and, and tricks mix, or what do they call that stuff? Mixy stuff? It's got salt. My brain's this third service, y'all. Pray for me. And, uh, <laughs> but it's got stuff to make you salt, peanuts and stuff that make you thirsty. They don't care if you're hungry. They're not putting those out because they're trying to give you a snack. They don't care about you having a snack. They want you to eat these things and keep eating them. And you notice you finish the bowl, what do they do? Put another one in front of you. You finish that one, they put another one in front of you. Why? Because they want you to get thirsty because salt produces thirst. And so they want you to buy more drinks. Basically, salt also heats things up. Got a bowl, got a pot of water. What do you do? Put a little salt in it because the salt causes the water temperature to heat up and causes the water to boil quickly or faster. So salt heats things up. Salt also penetrates. Now, if you're from up north, you're probably thinking, amen, brother. Now you're preaching, man. Salt penetrates your vehicle. You can always tell when someone is from, if you're up north, you know what I'm saying. You can always tell when someone is here down south. From, you know, the people who live in, you know, D.C., Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York City, upstate New York. Why? Because all their cars are rusted out. Why? Because the weather and what happens when the snow comes, what do they put out on the roads? Salt. Which does what? It melts the ice. So salt penetrates. Christian, we are to penetrate the kingdom of darkness. We are to penetrate Satan's kingdom, penetrate the world and make a difference for Christ by preaching the gospel. That's what we're called to do, to penetrate the hearts of people. Salt also is used as an antiseptic to clean impurities and bring healing. When you would pull your kid's tooth, or you had a sore throat, what would your parents give you? A cup of warm water and salt. And they say, here's a salt gargle for you because it brings about healing. And so it is true. God wants to use you and that person's life to bring cleansing and to bring healing. The church should be a spiritual hospital for healing and for the wounded. And then salt last, but certainly not least, salt is used to keep you healthy. Do you realize there is a certain salt level that you have to maintain in your body? And if you don't, you could die. 
So salt is used for various reasons. So Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You and you alone are the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its saltiness, then what good is it? It's good for nothing. That's what it's good for. It's good for nothing. You see, so we look at society. We look at the world and we go, oh, how sick the world is. You know, just recently in the newspaper, horrible things have just come to light in the last, I don't know if you watched the news this week, but it's, it's terrible. Some of the things that we're reading about, the woman who hit the guy's car, I mean, hit the guy and, and, and just left him for dead. These are horrible things. And we look at society and we say society is sick. The world is sick. Well, the world is sick. But listen, if the salt loses its saltiness, then can we wonder why the world is sick? You know, oftentimes we see the sick world and we start to indict the world or we indict our society or we blame the politicians. You know, I think we need to look at ourselves first as a church. Have we lost our saltiness? Have we? It was John Stott who made this interesting observation. He said, In my country, Great Britain, there is a growing dishonesty, corruption, immorality, violence, pornography, and a diminishing respect for life and the increase in abortion. Whose fault is it? Well, let me put it like this. If the house is dark at night, there's no sense in blaming the house. That's what happens when the sun goes down. The question to ask is, where is the light? If meat goes bad, there's no sense in blaming the meat. That's what happens when bacterias are allowed to breed unchecked. The question to ask is, where's the salt? And if society becomes corrupt like a dark night or a stinking meat, there's no sense in blaming society. That's what happens when fallen human society is left to itself and human evil is unrestrained and unchecked. The question to ask is, where's the church? How true. Where's the church? Jesus said, if the salt loses its saltiness, you will be good for nothing. What does that mean? That simply means that you'll lose your witness. You'll lose your purpose as a believer in the world. God wants believers to affect the world. We're not here to join the contamination. We're here to walk with God and show the world what a righteous life is all about. We're here to be a light. We're here to live for the Lord and stand for what is right. If the church loses saltiness, it is good for nothing. And also, Jesus said, it will be cast out. What does that mean? It means that you won't be used of God. It means you'll lose your usability for God. You know, people get mad at the church or they get mad at God and they say, well, I'm just not going to serve the Lord. I'm just not going to serve God. And it's like, God isn't in heaven saying, hold production. We've got an emergency here. This person does not want to serve me. Now we've got to hold things up. That's not God. If you don't want to be used of a Lord, you know what God will do? God will move you over, sit you on the shelf, and he will use someone else. That's how God functions. That's why we need to say, Lord, use me. God, if you want to use me, I'm here to be used. I'm available. I may not have ability, but God, I have availability. Give me what I need. Use me, Lord. Go, don't put me on the shelf. I don't want to be on the shelf. I want to be used of God. You see, Jesus said you'll be cast out. He's talking about the fact that 
you, you'll be put on the shelf. He'll use someone else. When you aren't being salt, you lose your purpose and we lose our opportunity because God has cast us out. And then thirdly, he said, you'll be trampled underfoot. Now, in Jesus' day, if they got a hold of a bad batch of salt, they would throw it on the road where people would grind it into the dusk and it would be blown away. And so Jesus says, when you lose your saltiness, as a result, you are cast out. And the result of that is your witness is trodden underfoot and you lose your testimony before the very people that you were supposed to witness to. How often does that happen? Man, we talk about the Lord. We talk about how much we love Jesus. We're serving the Lord. And then some time goes by and we start to join in with the world. And we start to do what the world does. And we start to compromise our testimony. And we lose the very witness to the people that we're supposed to be sharing the gospel and being a light and being salt to. When you're in the workplace, be careful. Don't lose your witness because when you lose your witness, it is hard next to impossible to get it back. It, it really is. It, I, I, you can, but it's difficult because you cast an aspersion on yourself, on the church, and more importantly, on Jesus. Very, very important. Maintain your witness. We've seen that in television ministries, in radio ministries. Preachers have been great preachers, used of God, and what has happened? They've lost their witness, and very difficult to recover from that. So be the salt of the earth. You and you alone are the salt of the earth. Secondly, Jesus says, you're the light of the world. In the Greek language, again, it's in the emphatic position is what they call it. You and you only are the light of the world. Now, when I put my name there, I don't know about you, but I don't oftentimes feel like I'm light. I don't feel like I'm the light of the world. Sometimes I feel like a flickering bulb. But I don't often feel like the light of the world. You see, Jesus says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. Now, this word light is used 272 times in the Bible. And we're going to look at all of them right now. You're like, no, not all of them. But here are just a few. Listen at this. In Genesis 1, 3, you know, God said, let there be what, saints? Light. John chapter 1, verse 4 through 9, it says of Jesus, in him was life, L-I-F-E. And that life, L-I-F-E, is the light, L-I-G-H-T, of all men who come into the world. The Bible tells us men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. John chapter 8, verse 12, while the candelabra was lit in the court of the women on the feast day, it was Jesus who cried out and said, I am the light of the world. And if you follow him, you will not walk in darkness, but you will have light. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Psalm 27 verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Psalm 36 9, in your light we see light. 
Psalm 118, 27. God is the Lord and he has given us light. Proverbs 6, 23. The law is light. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp to my feet. And what, saint? And a light to my path. You know that one. Psalm 119, 130. The entrance of thy word gives light. Ephesians chapter 5, fast forward to the New Testament, verse 8, tells us that we are to walk as children of light. What a high compliment. Jesus said, I am light. And then he's saying to his disciples and all who follow him, you are light. This is a really high compliment. Over and over and over again in the scriptures talks about the light. Jesus is making a simple statement here, you guys. Any child can understand this. He says the purpose of light is to illuminate and expose what is there. Therefore, light must be exposed before it is any use. And if it's hidden under a basket, it's no longer useful. It's as simple as that. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. I mean, think about it. When you're taken off to church on Wednesday night at Calvary Chapel for a Bible study. Subliminal message. What do you do before you leave? You... Turn on light because, you know, when you get home, it's going to be dark and you want to see when you walk up on your porch. And so you don't turn on a light and then put something over the light and hide it. Or in your home before you leave, you leave a light on. You don't take the light, turn it on and then run an extension cord to your bedroom and put the light under the bed. Now, if you do that, you should see a psychiatrist really soon because you're really sick. But no one does that. It doesn't make sense. Jesus is saying the same thing. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. It's not rocket science work. It just doesn't make sense. And therefore, if you are light, then be light. Shine bright, Jesus would say. You know, I hear Christians talking about, you know, relational evangelism. What do you mean, Rodney? Well, people talk about, you know, well, I need to get to know a person. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get to know them before I share the gospel with them. You ever heard that or, or even done that? Listen, that, that's good. I'm not opposed to that. But let me tell you something. Be mindful that, that, that God wants us to share the gospel, to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world as we witness with our words and our works. And sometimes you can't wait to get a relationship with a person before you share the gospel with them. Thank God Paul didn't wait to go share the gospel with all of Ephesus before he wrote down the, the, the Bible and the gospel because we wouldn't know what he was writing. Because it would have took him a really long time to get it written down if he's waiting for relationship. So often, you know, I, th I think Christians, you know, we, it's kind of in vogue almost to be secret service Christians. Or alien Christians, you know, we're just kind of getting around and moving around and don't tell anybody. That's not good. And granted, you don't want to be obnoxious either. Okay. But let's be mindful that we need to share the gospel. We need to let our light so shine. We need to be the salt of the earth. You know, here's some interesting parallels here. Salt does its work and it's hidden. Light does its work and it's not hidden. Salt works from within. Light works openly from without. 
By being salt, we are influencing the world by our character. By being light, we're influencing the world by our words and our works. You see, both, both. You need to share the gospel with your life. You know, being a witness. You know, some people think I'm just being a witness. Well, Well, that's good to just be a witness, but don't forget to use your words to witness also. You see, because the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If we confess with our mouth, see, there, there's, there's, there's this ability for you to use your words to tell people about Jesus. Use your words to share the gospel. There's a balance of both. They both work hand in hand. Your words and your work and what you say and all of this brings glory to God. Let your light so shine that you might bring glory to God. Let other Christians see your light shining. If you're single, let other single people see your light shining as you patiently wait on the Lord. Moms, dads, let your children see you praying. Let them see you praying. I'm from the old school, y'all. I still believe the family that prays together stays together. How's that happen, Rodney? I don't know. I just know. The family that prays together, God somehow supernaturally just causes them to stay together. Pray with your kids. Pray with your wife. Pray with your husband. You know, sometimes I'll just go in my kid's room when they're sleeping and just pray for them. Just stand there and pray for them. Let them see you praying together. Let them see you reading the Bible together. Let them hear you talking on the phone, not how bad the church is or how bad this is or how bad that is, but let them hear you saying, hey, I I hear you. Let's pray together. Let me pray for you right now. You see, all of this is being light. Are are you guys with me? Amen. Are you with me? All of this is, I'm just trying to give you practical, helpful ways of how you can be light. Be light. Doesn't have to be done in weirdness. Just be who you are. And be light. And you know the interesting thing about light? Light shines bright in the darkest places. You say, well, Rodney, I'm, I don't think I'm much of a light, man. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I don't feel like a 100 watt. I feel more like a 5 watt. Rodney. Well, listen, it doesn't matter. Think about it. If it's dark, any light will do. Amen. Thank God. Thank you, Lord, that he didn't say you are the hundred watts of the world. I'm glad he didn't say that because sometimes I don't feel like a hundred watt. Sometimes I feel like just a 15 watt or a five watt or one of those little night lights that you plug into the, <laughs> the ones you plug into the hallway that never work. But that's okay, because any light will do. All you need to do is just be light. And and if your workplace is pretty dark, just be light. You'll shine bright. Just be light. People are evil and bad. Oh, I don't like it at IBM. I hate it at Wendy's. I'm working at Wendy's. Evil place. Be salt. 
preserve. And you watch how God will bless you. You watch how he'll give you doors of opportunity to share his love with a world that so desperately, desperately needs it. You know this old hymn. I love the hymns. They're all rich in meaning. And and I found this old hymn in closing that says this. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me with all its wonderful passion and purity. O thou Savior divine, all my nature to refine till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. That's what I want. I hope that's what you want. Jesus to shine in you and then through you. For your glory, absolutely not. For his glory, men may see your good works and do what? Glorify the Father which is in heaven. Look how God used that person. If God can use them and they're really messed up, then he can use me. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.